Hello, everybody, and once again, welcome back to Whatever with me, your host, Jonathan French. Let's get started. Here we are again. Another week has gone by, and I'm telling you, it's incredible how fast a week seems to go by. I mean, you try to prepare, you know, your mind and put some thoughts together, and before you know it, it's you know it's time to record another episode to get ready. And my goodness, and uh, but it's fun, and I appreciate everyone who does come back and listen. And uh, I just want to start today's episode by telling everybody that, you know, pray for me. I'm going rafting Saturday, and I'm leaving town um, Thursday, and I'll be, you know, coming back, uh, you know, rafting Saturday. And so, you know, pray I make it back. If not, I hope this was a great final episode. No, I'm I'm teasing. Uh, the we're going up to Tennessee to uh, raft, and it's fun. We did it last year, and we actually rafted through um, a section of the river up there that they the, they built out as a course for the Olympics in the 90s, uh, which was surprisingly not as hard as you would think. So make sure you go follow me on Instagram over whatever with Jonathan French, because I will be putting some pictures of the rafting trip there, probably maybe some short clip videos. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but today's episode, um, I wanted to talk about, you, you're probably going to uh, be a little, you know, surprised, but uh, the other day, uh, me and Vera and the Kinsley and Jackson, we were, we were watching uh, an animation that's a few years old. It actually came out March 11th, 2011. So it came out right after my birthday, the year that um, Vera and I moved here to Georgia. We moved here in November of 2011. So this came out, you know, that same year. And I actually had never seen it. Uh, and probably because it it was considered a box office bomb. It this particular animation by Disney lost 144 million dollars. Um and it's uh it's a it's a, a most it's a mostly forgotten science fiction family film that focuses on a 9-year-old boy and his mission to save his mother. Um and, you know, I, I vaguely remember uh, hearing about it, but, you know, I, we never watched it. And uh, so we watched it. And as I'm looking at it here, it says it, it only made $39.2 which, I mean, when they spent, you know, you know, they lost 144 So, I mean, it's just, it was a flop. And I can't really find anything online as to why. 
it um, bombed so bad. Um, I really don't. I really don't know. But this animation um, is called Mars Needs Moms. And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because it surprised me that this was a Disney movie. Um, with all the animations they're coming out with here lately, um, like Strange World, uh, uh, Turning Red, and the Buzz Lightyear movie, uh, that have all that are all filled with this woke agenda stuff and, you know, very adult content, uh, very adult-minded content shifted toward kids. You know, we're all, you know, like on edge that everything that comes out is going to have something to worry about, which is one reason the new Super Mario's movie, Super Mario's Brothers movie, did so well is it had absolutely zero in it. And I'll probably do um, a podcast episode about, about that because my kids love it, my nephews love it. And I, I truly enjoyed it too. But this animation, even though it was a bomb, apparently, um, it had some really big names in it, uh, like voice actors wise. The budget was 150 million. So there you go. The budget was 150 million, and it only did uh, 39.2. Um, it was terrible. People, I, I don't really, again, I'm not trying to prolong my confusion but I just don't really see um, why people hated it so much I have my sis I have a couple suspicions as to why and I'll I'll go into that later but it's okay so Mars Needs Moms if you've never seen it is about a nine-year-old boy named Milo so the movie opens with these aliens um, on their home planet which is Mars is looking to abduct a mother and they're they're looking through uh, and so picture it like this if you haven't seen it they, they can like on their screens they can like just watch people as if they're watching like a reality tv show like they just like candid cameras in the lives of these people and so they look at one mom who is letting their kid get away with everything and being really disrespectful with no discipline and they rule that that mother out but then they find milo's mom and they see milo not wanting to take the trash out and they see the mother like putting her foot down and saying you're going to take the trash out so they they say this is the mother we need and so that evening milo and his mother get into an argument about something he was supposed to have not have done and he got in trouble. His mom was kind of getting on to him. And he was upset. And in a moment of frustration between them, she says, oh, my life would be so much better if I didn't have to be a nagging mom. And Milo's response is, oh, my life would be so much better if you weren't in it. And his mom got really upset and she closed the door. And Milo kind of for a moment appeared remorseful for what he said, but but never apologized and just just kind of stay quiet and then he wakes up to a sound and witnesses his mother being abducted by these aliens he chases her out to the spaceship or he follows her i should say and stows away kind of by accident and ends up uh in mars or on mars i should say and the story 
progresses and he comes to find out that the aliens uh, on Mars ha- are ruled by this elderly uh, female alien who's just just really mean. She's she's the villain, and they need the um, the the mothers that they believe have the best discipline. So they can take their memories from them and instill it into nanny robots. And so this evil, villainous Martian um, has designed and built these robots to raise all the babies. Because that's just the way they've lived. And um, all the aliens are female. And uh, Milo was brought to this realization about why his mother was abducted by another uh, human on Mars that was that later you come to find out who is also in the same boat Milo was in back in like the 80s when his mother was abducted. And he's grown up on Mars and learned how to, to hide and live amongst the aliens. And so he decides he's going to, um, he wants to uh, help Milo. And uh, he's also never had, he hasn't had another human to talk to in all these years. And so he's kind of a, like kind of a bumbling character. And uh, his name is Gribble. And um, kind of a strange character at the beginning, but you kind of come to like him. And, um, he uh, he he doesn't tell Milo one key element of what will happen when um, the mother's identity is stolen. He kind of leads him to believe that that she's going to lose her memory, but then they'll return home. And he's like, "Oh well, no, we can't. My mom can't lose her memories. You know, she won't remember who I am, and that's that's bad enough in Milo's mind." Well, but you kind of get the the idea even before it's revealed that more than just forgetting her memory will be involved in this process. So, um, they, um, Gribble, the, the character that's been on Mars since he was a child, um, devises a plan to help Milo get, um, uh, to um, basically the facility, the jail where the, the mother's been kept because he's been hiding out in this, like, it looks like a big dump pile of trash. And also down there, there's these other aliens that are like nice. Um, they're the same aliens, but they're just, there's their appearance is a little bit different, but and they're nice. And so... Gribble, uh, the character that's been on Mars forever, uh, he he's built this relationship with these other aliens that are down there, and um, and this is important later. So he he devises um, a plan, and so he gets he puts Milo in a one of the aliens' costume, you know, their uniforms, and he sneaks them in. 
to this facility, all the while knowing that he'll be caught, which sounds villainous, but it's not. So what happens is he, he, he wants initially to keep Milo on Mars because he doesn't think there's any way of saving his mom and getting, you know, so he just thinks I need to convince him to just stay in like hiding with me. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I control the scenario, but he's going to get discovered and I'm going to help him escape. And then he'll, he'll be so scared that he'll stay down here with me because I know he'll be safe and he doesn't want to lose, um, the, you know, the human contact because he's been on Mars all by himself. Um, and that kind of goes wrong as you can kind of expect. Um, the plan to save Milo, um, kind of backfired a little bit and they kind of have to shift gears. Well, in the background of all this happening, there's a alien that unbeknownst to, uh, the, the dictator, let's just call her the dictator. Okay. Has been learning English through watching humanity. Um, and so she kind of grows sympathetic to Milo and his mother and, um, just what's happening. She, she, she's not okay with it. And you, you kind of get that drift right at the beginning. Cause this character, I think her name is key. Um, she, uh, yeah, key. And at the very beginning of the movie, you, you kind of sense that she's not really okay with what's going on, but she doesn't really know why she's not okay with it. But you kind of see this, um, conflict within herself. Like she doesn't really think that this is okay. And, you know, so she's been watching humanity and she's been taking, she's been seeing things. So I'm assuming they're really old because she's been learning lingo and stuff from like the seventies. And it's, it's kind of funny, which I think makes her character really quirky and fun. And as we're progressing, she helps them through a near death experience where the dictator lady is trying to like eradicate uh, Gribble. He gets caught and they're going to like disintegrate him. They're going to shoot him. He's going to, he's going to just evaporate. Well, she's, she helps him and they escape and Gribble and, um, Milo and Key, the alien, the good alien are, like they they find themselves under like Mars like in like the core of Mars or like these tunnels that like all the aliens above aren't aware are there they're like almost uh, like catacombs or like ruins to some extent so they're walking through to make their way to save his mom because Gribble breaks down and says you know Milo I'm sorry I didn't tell you everything your mother won't just lose her memory. She's going to die. She's going to be evaporated. So when they suck out the memories, her body is just going to be gone. Like it, it just, they erase her. And he decides that he's going to help Milo. You know, he's not going to, because he tried to save his mom. And he was in the same place Milo was in 
when he was a little boy back in the 80s. And um, he uh, he couldn't quite get there. He, he witnessed his mom just be fried. And so then he comes to this realization where like, no, I, it's not about me. I, I'm not going to just try to keep, you know, I'm not going to just try to fulfill like my own agenda. Like I actually can do the right thing and I can help Milo save his mom. I failed, but I can still help Milo. So now there's this turning point in the movie where they're in, they're like in unison. So now there's, there's one goal with the help of key the friendly alien and as they're walking through these catacombs or whatever they are it's really pretty you know it's a sci-fi space movie thing you know the alien is passing this wall and there's like this ivy covering it and she sees something there so she stops and she uncovers it and on the wall is a picture it's like it's like a painting you know, it kind of thing like holog, like you know, holographics. You know, um, and um, it is um, a, a baby and uh, a mom and a dad, and and it's very clear because they have the mother with like like the little you know, little baby, obviously a baby, and then they had the mother that had like a like a ponytail, like off to the side, you know. And then the dad that straight up had a beard and like looked very masculine. And she's confused by this because her whole life she she had been raised by, you know, she was raised by nanny bots and, and, and that's what their existence was. They're all female. All the aliens are female. And, um, so this is all she's known. And this is just the way their civilization has been. And she's like, well, what is this? And um, they have this little saying through the movie where they say, oh, it's that crazy love thing. And cause, so he's trying to explain to this alien that, you know, the love for my family, and the reason I want to save my mom so much is because she's the one that tucks me in. She's the one that, you know, is basically everything. Like she's like the nurturer. And um, the the aliens through the whole movie is kind of like, relating to that even though she doesn't know why so they make reference again at this point they say oh this is the crazy love thing that's a family and and the alien's like well no the the you know we've always been told this is this is the way it is and gribble says well you've just been lied to and so she's like so she takes a picture of it and um, as, as so we're progressing a little bit more, so she's realized that something is wrong, and she realized that that the the dictator, crazy alien lady, has been been doing something horribly wrong. And keep in mind, all the the aliens are female. This will make this is important in just a minute. So as the movie progresses. What you come to find out is that the the evil alien lady, she had been, I guess, frustrated at the chore of raising 
babies and nurturing them. So to help her civilization and her race of aliens be more productive, what she did is she disposed at when the when the the new hatchling babies were born and they literally just pop out of like the ground like like little you know rodents out of a hole like boom you know just pop out of the ground and so she was she had been discarding all the male babies into the trash like and it's almost like it falls from the the sky but it's it's like falling into like the middle of Mars and it's just trash and they throw trash in these big incinerators well so Gribble I told you a little bit ago he has like he's like he has a relationship with these aliens that are all obviously different looking and they're different looking in the fact that they're all like they have like they almost are like uh, a monkey where they have like hair all over their bodies and they they have like they're, they're obviously masculine and it's very, very distinctive as well. It's very obvious. So all the male babies for apparently a very long time had been just disposed of and they were abducting mothers to put the, you know, discipline uh, measures from the mother that they thought was a good discipline into the, the nanny bots and so the movie progresses where Milo's about to lose his mom, but he gets there right at the nick of time and pulls her out right as like the beam of energy is about to fry her body. And she comes very close to, to dying. She about suffocates in, in, in Mars because her helmet breaks and he, uh, and the, the mother lives. That's not a, you know, spoiler I say it's not really a spoiler it's a kid's animation you know mom's not gonna die but the movie's coming to a head where uh, the uh, the friendly alien right as she's about to be arrested for basically you know treason for helping these uh, two humans like disrupt their way of life says no we don't have to live like this um, she's been lying to us for 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 a long time and she shows a picture to like the guards that are about to arrest her. And she says, this, this is what we used to be. This is what we can be. And they look at it and they all uh, just freeze. And they're like, arrest the evildoer. And so they, they, they like, just like, instinctively realized this was that they just instinct even though all these aliens that saw this picture had no reference point for what it was but something about it was so normal and felt so right they instantly looked at you know their leader who's been ruling them and said arrest the evildoer and they take her off to jail and well, actually, they, they at the end, you see they start having her changing all the baby's diapers. And um, it's funny. You know, it's an animation. They're not going to show her in jail. But um, 
I just the reason I this was so fascinating to me is this was from Disney just just a few short years ago, um, but it's it's just so much radically different than what we see today. And one, I made some very uh, some points I wanted to after I gave you all the rundown of the movie. It's surprisingly not Disney. Okay, it's Disney, but it's not Disney. And to me, it felt like a conservative pushback film from like something like uh, the Daily Wire. You know, they, they're putting money into kids' content. So yeah, it felt um, very much like like uh, not a liberal-run uh, uh, movie French you know, company. Uh, and then also a point I, I failed to mention, so I apologize because it don't, you know, it's not a big part of the movie, but there is a dad in the picture in this movie. You know, he's not, she's not, uh, Milo's mom is not a single mom struggling. Uh, his dad is off, uh, in an air, he's at an airport stuck trying to get on a plane to come home because they were going to be, you know, having family time, but he's stuck, um, due to the weather or something. So all this happens and they get the movie takes place and they they get back to earth right as their dad's getting home which this is a point i wanted to make they actually show a nuclear family like um a, a uh the role that like you know he, he looked at his mother as the nurturer but he also had a relationship with his dad in in a very healthy way like one he's not angry at his dad he's not fighting with his dad He's not like resentful at his dad, you know, because he's an absent father or something dumb like you see in a lot of these movies to build a plot. No, like it's just something that happened to this family. And the, the little boy realized that he had made a mistake. And at, at the end of the movie, he's like, Mother, I'm sorry. I should have never said your my life would not be better if you, you know, you know, he apologized and he, he saw the errors of his ways. And you just don't see that very much in almost anything these days. I mean, most animations, and most movies and TV shows try to focus on this idea that the kids know even more than the parents and that the parents are constantly in this, let's just say, uh, situation where they look ridiculous and the kids just happen to have the, the answer. Um which like all like the the Disney shows with like like iCarly and um, back when um, what's her name gracious Selena Gomez like they had all these shows and it's all centered around these kids being so brilliant so quirky and so funny that that they were even in most cases wiser than their parents and the adults in the room and it was so it was refreshing to see a movie. Even, you know, even though it apparently it was a bomb, where the child made a mistake, apologized for the mistake, and you saw a happy resolve at the end. And it was, you know, a normal, stable family environment. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, to, to show all the elements together and that they were all working the way they should is not something Disney would do now. They wouldn't make this movie now. I can tell you right now. They would not put $150 million into this movie today. 
or if they did, they would, they would restructure it. They would, they would, they'd have some kind of, uh, you know, there, there would definitely be LGBTQ stuff in it. There would be, you know, they would take the dad out. They'd have his dad something, or they'd have him, his dad being a horrible person that makes, uh, that would build the, the, the foundation for why he was having, you know, kind of rebellious issues. It'd be something about how he was upset at his dad, but no, like none of that's at play here. So the, um, one of the reasons I think this, um, did poorly is there's, um, you might, you might've, um, heard of this, but there's this phrase that uh, filmmakers and especially in animations and graphic design used is called the uncanny valley and it says why so here's a, a little article clip i was pulling from to give you an idea it says why is uncanny valley so unsettling it says uncanny valley the uncanny valley is the negative feeling that people feel when a robot ai or imperfect human replica is extremely similar to a human but different uh, in an unsettling way. Um, as the technology behind robotics and AI increases, the similarity between humans and your uh, creations uh, continues to increase. This movie feels a lot to me like it was patterned after, or the design of it was, was very much patterned after um, the Polar Express. And... Um, and you know everyone knows what the Polar Express is. Um, the, let me see when the Polar Express came out. The Polar Express came out in. Let's see. Two thousand four. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm. I feel like I'm right on that. This came out it was a few years after Polar Express, but Polar Express was one of these animations that was um, by Robert Zemeckis, and it was it leaned very much um, into um, trying to be as realistic as possible, whereas Disney, up to this point, everything had, like Toy Story, all these things, obviously weren't trying to be realistic. Um, but then you had the Polar Express that came out where, like, the motions were supposed to, and I think they, with Polar Express, they used like motion capture. So Tom Hanks, he did all, like all the facial movement in the animation were taken from his actual muscular structure as they captured it. So everything was built to feel real. And to me, I love the Polar Express, but it has moments where it makes you feel strange just because of, of what I was just reading the uncanny valley it it's a subconscious reaction that your mind um has to um uh, uh anim like hyper real animation so Marzine's mom's is exactly like that I mean it's exactly like it I, I'm all, after reading I was almost expecting to see that the same two people directed it but uh, it's, it's not um, but so I would recommend you watch it and just and then if you've listened to this episode all the way through and you go watch it met, DM me on Instagram and tell me if, if you think any of what I'm saying is you know on it at all or 
if uh or if you agree with my take on it but um it's it's just interesting like i i, I Vera and i were sitting there and, and we both looked at each other and said like they're actually showing females being feminine and men being masculine and those were the and the distinctions were so obvious just a few years ago even disney was was still willing to act like there was a difference and to make a movie that shows that each male and female have an important role to play in that child's life is just fascinating to see in a Disney movie like it's absolutely nothing you would see today it's like the nanny bots represented like the government and society you know void of actual emotion and uh love for like children that it's just about one particular thing just discipline and no actual human interaction that's why i say it felt like a very conservative like spoof movie about popular culture and about the nanny state raising your kids and this was like no a mother and a father and a nuclear family environment are what children need was just I, w- I was very happy with it. I don't know why. Again, it bombed so bad, but I'm going to give you one more definition here as to why I think that is. The definition of uncanny valley. The uncanny valley is the region of negative emotional response towards robots that seem almost human. Movement amplifies the emotional response. So, yeah, like it's it's like I said, it's a subconscious response that you have toward it and i think these type of animations do you reason you reason you don't see more of them because they are amazing like it's incredible they're very well done but it's because people don't take to it real well and that's why you just don't see a lot of it but again you know these are you know like always everything's just my thoughts these are just my opinions but you know Whatever.